again, I'm not speaking on behalf of Travis Ford. He knows much more than I do. But if I were looking, I had seen Auburn play before. And I can say this, Travis can't. Bruce Pearl is not known in coaching ranks as a great X and O guy. Mm-hmm. He's a great recruiter, and he has great talent. And they play hard, but most college teams play hard. But, you know, if I'm Travis going into that game, and I know that the game prior to the slew game, Auburn played Northwestern, who's ranked 13 out of 14 teams in the Big Ten. They're not a very good team. Auburn beat them 43 to 42. And in that game, Auburn shoots like five for 20-something from the three. And then you look at their stats, their three-point shooting is not very good all year long, Auburn. So I'm thinking if I'm Travis, if I'm coaching the Bills at this time, I want to make Auburn players stay in front of me as much as possible. Now, it's easier said than done. And say, here's the 20-footer. And here's the 20-footer. Go ahead and take it. Even clapping my hands on defense and saying, shoot it, man, shoot it. You can't. Just challenge these guys to shoot it. Now, again, with three, two and a half, three minutes to go in the game, slews up 58-53. In the next sequences, Auburn scores layup, layup, dunk, short hook, layup. Now, you know, Travis alluded to that paper this morning. You you just got to make them stay in front of you and shoot the ball because they're not a great shooting team. They can, you know, dominate the glass and they can get layups and putbacks. So I think free throw shooting stands out as a bad, bad, bad uh, uh, determinant of that game. But in the long run, Travis is going to be more upset with that defense at the end. Tom, your takeaway. Well... Coach, of course, has the facts, which goes against everything talk radio stands for. He goes <laughs> possession by possession, and I think both are true. The reality is both are true. So if and and, and the at that point in the game, the Auburn crowd had gotten into the game. The court was a little slanted downhill towards their basket. The whole dynamic of the game changed. The Bills became much more tentative on offense and much more tentative on defense. So it it is both and. Actually, I thought the Billikens played really well. They took some really bad shots. Well, while Auburn was shooting layups, they took a lot of really bad shots, which they hadn't done before that. And it, it was a combination of things can happen on the road in hard atmospheres. And certainly the free throw shooting is an anomaly. So I would say both end. You know, I think this, Frank, I think, uh, you know, this game is a learning experience for SLU. SLU played three games away from Chavitz so far, and they've lost two of them, mm-hmm. and the one they won was by two. Yeah. Now, they got six more before the the turn of the year at home, so they're going to end up with a great record. They're not going to lose at home, okay? But this has to be a learning experience, as Tom said, to play on the road in a hostile environment, and you played well enough to win except for the last three minutes. Rob, did you happen to watch? Are you still like down about Kansas losing to Tennessee? You didn't want to watch. No, it? I watched <laughs> the second half. I didn't see the whole game, but I did watch the second half. Any takeaway? So, I, I would give Slew credit for playing a game like that on the road. I mean, I think that's you know that's what what you know these guys are alluding to. You know, their their schedule is really tough. I mean, I think you know anytime you can challenge yourself in the non-conference portion of the schedule, because I mean, I think they're good enough that they're going to make the tournament. You know, they don't have to worry about you know a loss in in December costing them a spot in the tournament. I don't think, especially on a the team that probably is going to be in the tournament too. Yeah, but but so. what that does for your resume? And now, okay, so they got Tennessee State Wednesday, Southern Illinois, which is a good team on Saturday at home, and then at Iona. Well, that's a tough game. And then Boise State, who you're familiar with because yep. your son yep. here, uh, and then Drake, which is undefeated. Drake Drake will be a, a test for him because the guy from Drake is really a fine coach. He does. They do run a lot of solid stuff, and so yeah, I, I that'll be a test for him. But that's a test they'll have to win. They're at home. All right, one more quick college basketball thought since we have two Jayhawks in the uh, in the building. Uh, boy, this, I'm always with a Jayhawk in there, whether it's right, Alvin or Tyler. Right. You just don't want me in there by myself. I, I, I do love this Grady Dick. Yeah, averaging uh, about 16, shooting 47 from three, long. Gosh, he's a good-looking player. He was he the national player of the year? I'm not sure. He was. Was he? Yeah. But, I mean, that's a, that's not saying he was the best player. But he was. But but, And I didn't see the game. I was at a concert in Tennessee, but... I've been to practice, and, and Bill Self does not think he has a great team. They have a big they don't have a center. center. They don't have a center, yeah. They don't have a center. I, I watched a fair number of games. I think that almost my takeaway is anybody can beat anybody, including Missouri could beat Kansas. Uh, I, they could. But Purdue, Arizona, Texas, and UVA so far have been the most uh, 
dominant teams. I thought Arizona's center was unbelievable. I mean, I don't know how people are going to guard that guy. Purdue, Edie, center, big problem. Texas and UVA has great wins. But other than that, and I'm not, I'm sure those teams won't finish that way. But watching these games, anybody can beat any. I mean, Iowa State beats North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Purdue murders Duke. I mean, it, 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 there's just a lot of... And you know who's really talented, who's got NBA-type players up and down their lineup, is Arkansas. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they got six, seven oh guards. They got, you know, they yeah. got great talent. But again, there is a team that, you know, again, do they do enough? Players win games. There's no doubt in my mind, players win most games. But a coach can give you two or three wins a game, particularly in close games at the end. And I just don't know if the Arkansas coach is able to do that. Well, another team that I would put in the mix of really talented and, and a team that might, it's Creighton. I think oh, yeah, Creighton's good. really, yeah. really good. Led by a Kelk runner from Creighton who's really a good player. How about Mizzou? Now 7-0. and They've played Houston Christian, Coastal Carolina, Mississippi Valley State, SAU Edwardsville, Lindenwood, Penn, Southern Indiana. Um, now it gets a little more difficult. They're going to play Wichita State. But it's I not, do like the way he's done this. Completely new team. Get to know each other, get a good record. I think he's done it the right way. And they've got a lot. Of, you know, I don't really. I couldn't sit here and say this guy is their best player. Well, Kobe Brown's pretty close. Well, to Kobe that. Brown is, but then who's their next best player? Yeah, it, up and down the maybe line. Maybe Mosley, maybe Demoy Hodge. That's right. They, they just got, got a bunch of decent players. Yeah, they do. But the test will come now. Whereas Slew's got six games at home against teams they should beat before Christmas. Mizzou's got just the opposite schedule, and we're going to find out how good they are. Yeah, Mizzou-Kansas, December 10th. That'll be fun in yeah, Columbia. Luckily, that's a day game before the uh, Boise Slough game at night. Oh, that's right. Yeah, very good. Okay, let's uh, get a quick Mizzou football thought. Brady Cook, for a stretch there, was the most scrutinized athlete, I think, in the region. And now it's like three really good games in a row, five or six pretty steady games, and he, nearly 400 yards of total offense. What do you see in there? I mean, especially his legs. I didn't see this coming. I love him. I mean, I, the, I love the fact that he was so so maligned at the beginning of the year and how he has progressed. I mean, every game he seems to be getting better and better. His passing is more pinpoint. He's using his feet more. I mean, I'm sold on Brady Cook now. I wasn't early. We've said the same thing for three weeks in a row. The guy's been good. And, mm -hmm. and the I, I would say... The phantom quarterback is the guy you're looking for. You always like the guy sitting on the bench better than the guys that's here. You can't guard the red shirts in practice. But but Brady Cook has been absolutely, he, he's certainly, I'd have to work through the hierarchy of SEC quarterbacks, but he's certainly well above the curve. Who says six, six and six doesn't mean anything? If you saw Drinkwitz after that game, yeah. the emotion that he showed, and then if you saw Arkansas's coach and the lack of emotion and the despondency that he showed six and six meant something to Mizzou. It did not to Arkansas because Arkansas started out three and oh. There was some talk about Mizzou and Kansas in the Liberty Bowl in Memphis, but I think the Mizzou thing is headed more towards the Las Vegas Bowl and possibly UCLA, which is intriguing. But Ooh. in terms of interest, yeah. Mizzou, Kansas at the Liberty Bowl. That would be the most interesting six and six matchup for a Mizzou team in a bowl game ever. Yeah, I think so too. I've heard Kansas have mentioned a couple other bowls too, so it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes down. You know, but that yeah, they're they're because they're going to meet again in the regular season one twenty twenty five. I think that's when the series starts up again. But doing it that would be fun in a bowl game. All right, Tom. What if you're um, Eli Drinkwitz this morning and you get a phone call from Brett Gabbert, who is in the portal and who had a Started for four years in Miami of Ohio, won a bowl game, MVP of a bowl game, 6,000 passing yards. He says, I'd like to come to Mizzou. What would you do? Uh, I, I don't know. Why would he want to? First of all, it's, well, he wants to go to a power five. I know, but he's going to go to a power five where he's got a clear path to start. He's not going to. Well, are there any clear paths to start anywhere? Oh, sure. That, well, well you have to find a Caleb Williams had a clear path. I mean, I'm not to compare. Caleb Williams, Spencer Rattler, I'm, I, and I know those guys were much higher profile yeah. guys, but they chose places where there is a clear, where you don't have an incumbent, a, a several year incumbent in the job. So he's not going to pick a place where he's got a, an incumbent in the job. When I say a clear path, I mean, to be ridiculous, he'd have a better chance to start at Georgia. Where, where 
at least, I mean, there's a bunch of really good quarterbacks on the roster, so I'm not suggesting he should go there. But um, LSU, they took, LSU loses the quarterback. I mean, pick a spot where so you lose an incumbent. Are you, so you're that confident. Is everybody like that Brady Cook? If I'm a transfer, I'm not coming there because mm. this guy, he's got two years left. He's coming off of a really good finish, which seems preposterous to say like a month ago. Well, I but disagree now, with you. I think we yeah. said it a month ago. We thought he was good. And, the, and if we replace an incumbent, is very difficult. So I, I, maybe it's an overstatement. But I certainly don't think if I'm look, if we pick at places where quarterbacks made big transfers, make big contributions. J.T. Daniels at, at West Virginia, Spencer Rattler in South Carolina, Caleb Williams, Daniels at LSU. Now, those are much higher profile quarterback transfers, but they picked places where they knew they could step in and play or at least compete at the highest level for the job. And I think that's the context around which you'll make a decision. Kids want to start. I mean, they, they do. I don't care what sport Especially you're talking Especially your fifth year. You that's right. Around. You want to start. So in a sense, uh, Tom's right about that. And kids will make the decision based on, do I have a chance to start? Now, coaches, you know. There's no loyalty with coaches. Yeah, and also coaches are deceiving characters. I mean, I, I'm not saying I wasn't either. You tell kids, oh, you're going to start. And then they get there and, you they, you know, you know you, you can't really promise that, but you do promise it. Uh, another name we put in here who had a phenomenal transfer year, Penix at Washington transferred from Indiana, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Yeah, Bo Nix transferred, and he was the start at Auburn. And Missouri flirted with three this offseason. And Drink said on television to us once that the reason we didn't get any of them is I would not guarantee them a starting spot. Maybe you also look at a team that's changing coaches. Because a new coach wouldn't have the loyalty to a current Quarterback, the, yeah. the, the former coach. I mean, how about like the fact, like how cold-blooded the quarterback industry is in college football? Is that Jim Harbaugh had Kate <laughs> McNamara last year and went to the Final Four with this guy and beat Michigan or Ex beat Ohio, Ohio State? State. Yeah. And then he's, I like JJ McCarthy's arm a little better. I like his legs a little better. I'm going with him, and we haven't seen Kate McNamara since September. You know, so. All right, uh, let's see. Oh, okay, another big story with Mizzou, of course, is Dominic Lovett announced that he's entering the portal. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean he's leaving, like with Yuri Collins, but in most cases, you do leave. Your <coughs> overall take on the portal thing. Go ahead. I hate it. I think it's ruined college football. And I've ruined college basketball, too, for that matter. I mean, I just don't think, you know, it's the one and done thing was one thing, you know, to recruit a kid knowing he's going to leave after one year out of high school when you could change when that happened. But I think... Now that a guy could leave any year and just go anywhere wherever he wants, I just I don't I don't know how coaches deal with that. I mean, it, it makes recruiting, you know, you have to recruit current guys as well as high school guys. I mean, it's just awful. Well, Dominic Lovett is going to probably. I think he's pulling a Yuri Collins, threatening to leave, wanting to get more NIL money, and obviously it worked for Yuri, and uh, it scared the heck out of St. Louis U when that was announced. It scared the heck out of the the. Uh, backers of St. Louis University, just like this Lovett story, is scaring the heck out of Missouri supporters and backers. And I'll guarantee you, they're uh, they're on the phone and they're on their email, urging the athletic administration to do something about keeping Lovett. How do you like the portal, Frank? I think it's uh, there's some positives to it. It's kind of fun with some guys that maybe were not uh, treated great. They can make a move at the end of a career, or if you spent four years at kind of an average place. I'll no, give well, I mean, the, the four-year thing is, is different, I think, than yeah, the, just being able to go whenever you want, you know? Frank, I'm going to recall now, we talked, Tom asked that question one of the few months ago that we were on the program, and you were all for the portal, and I made this comment, what if Yuri Collins leaves? You said, well, I wouldn't be for the portal then. And sure <laughs> yeah, enough, obviously. right after that, Yuri. Yeah. And here's what I would say about the portal. People who benefit from the portal like the portal. People who don't benefit. <laughs> yeah, sure. So Missouri basketball, which you lauded a moment it. ago for their approach this year, basically used the portal to build their whole team mm -hmm. and lost their two best players. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and don't so, you think that's the only way he could do that? I'm not quarreling yeah. with you, but you can't yeah. have it both ways. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Either and, and my people generally react to their self-interest. So if, if I guarantee you, the people at LSU love the portal because they're quarterback. Mm -hmm. and, and that's how, how does it affect my team? Is I mean, you might have a philosophic 
point of view that overarching th these decisions. But when you are a beneficiary, sure. I mean, Kansas's team, which I, I said from the start of the year when they were five and whatever they were, one or oh, and Missouri was whatever they were. The, I thought Missouri had better players. I still think they have way better players. But Kansas football team was built not significantly through the portal. Low-level guys, they weren't big-time recruits, but they were older, four, five-year guys. So yeah. as teams, as your team benefits, I guarantee you Arkansas basketball likes the portal. Sure, yeah. sure. The troubling thing so with Lovett, Texas basketball. troubling thing with Lovett, and this doesn't happen quite as much, although it does happen, is he's third in the SEC in yards and receptions. He, if he wanted to, he's going to come back to Mizzou and still be the man and know that offense. And if he has another good year, he can leave and go to the NFL. But he and, may not be getting the money and the benefits that Luther Burns getting. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to command big money anywhere else. But let's say he makes he makes $100,000, say, at LSU. The government takes 40% of that, so he makes 60000 and who knows if he's guaranteed of catching 70 balls. If he comes back to Mizzou, he's going to catch 60, 70 balls for, for 1,000 yards, and Drake loves it. So you don't like the fact that he's transferring? I don't know. In his case, I think if he got one year left, why not be a superstar one more year? And, you know, maybe this is a good move by him to say, hey, Mizzou, you better pay me a little bit. I'm not going to get the Luther's money which is really sizable, but no. pay me some more, and it works out. Well, Tom, you know Missouri's schedule next year. Uh, I, you, you think they're going to... I think they're going to have a really good team, okay. a really good record. I think they have very... This year, as we evaluated their schedule going into it, we thought there were six or seven toss-up games that, that broke one way or the other. and would keep, They'd be either five and seven or eight and four or whatever it was, and, and they, they broke even in those games. For Next, years, didn't we have the argument or discussion about what would happen if they started paying college athletes? about what, how that would change the game, and now we're seeing that it's, yeah. 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 Well, it's come true. Yeah. So they got but South Dakota State, Middle Tennessee, Kansas, Kansas State, State at home. At home. And, and then they Memphis play LSU here. and Arkansas across the across Eight total the home games. Yeah, eight, but eight home games, and which is extraordinary. And they play, now they're, they're out of East division games are Arkansas and LSU. Arkansas on the road and LSU at home, those are hard games, harder games than normal because mm -hmm. LSU is certainly above the curve as mm -hmm. a Western Division team. Yeah, then they have well, to play at Kentucky. At Georgia. They lose a lot of players, though. Kentucky does. They lose they do. Levis. So does Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee, Tennessee does. Do. Yeah, I don't care if they play the, the K-State game in Drink's backyard. That's a tough game. K-State is really good. I agree with you that yeah. it's a tough game. K-State may knock off. TCU. TCU. Right. Absolutely right. Now, so if K-State knocks off TCU, does TCU get in? I don't think so. I don't think so. I do think so. Here's my comment. He's got to win. There here's my question. Do you do you benefit? You can only... So the teams that would benefit from TCU losing are teams that didn't win their division and don't play. Mm -hmm. So is TCU penalized for winning and playing as opposed to the teams behind Ooh. them who lost and don't that's play? That's a good question. Yeah. That's, an, that, that's mm -hmm. the question. And I, I don't... I, I, you know, so so TCU. Not if they had lost a game, the point is moot. But it's it's at the very least ironic that the teams that win and go forward jeopardize. If, if the Big Twelve did not have a championship game, TCU's TCU in. would be in for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, if Southern Cal, who I think will beat Utah, but if they don't have a, if they didn't have a championship game, they would be in for sure. That's really my point. What where do you? Do you benefit? Does Ohio State benefit by getting murdered by Michigan at home? At home, and then not having to play the. Well, next it's the week. same discussion we've had before. We'd love to be a fly on the wall for that committee and hear what they say, just like we'd like to be a fly on the wall in John Mosley likes to discuss <laughs> the Cardinals and see what Which they're saying. We will get to next. Rob Raines, one of the best baseball guys in town, is with us. He'll tell us if Trey Turner is a pipe dream or a possibility. We'll be right back. Make sure you're saving this date in your calendar. Thursday, December 22nd, that is the date where Mizzou and Illinois are going to be locking horns right here in St. Louis for that 2022 men's basketball bragging rights game. One of the great St. Louis traditions. It's coming home, and McBride Homes is proud to be the title sponsor once again this year. Plus, score big this November with their biggest sale of the year, 
McBride Homes Blue Friday sale. It's the biggest savings yet, and you also get a $5,000 Amazon gift card. Not $500, $5,000. You can do a whole hour of that during the holiday season. I'll tell you that right now. McBride has 35 communities throughout the area with something for everybody. So go visit McBrideHomes.com for details. And I told you guys that I needed something to bring to my family for Thanksgiving. We're going to be having our, our big feast tomorrow, as all of you guys, I hope, are as well. I wanted to bring something back home to Columbus that was St. louis -y. So I stopped by Schnooks on my way back home. I mean, I am going to stop by Schnooks on my way back home, you know, in the in the future. When I am going to get some gooey butter cake from Schnooks, and my family's going to love it. They're going to get a taste of St. Louis. And when I do that in the future, I'm going to get 2% back on my purchase because I'm going to get in with that Shopper and Redeem. I'm going to get in with that Schnooks Rewards program. I encourage you guys to join me. You can show your barcode to the app or do what I always do and just use your phone number at checkout. Not only do you get points for money off, but within the Schnooks Rewards app, there are a lot of other features designed to make your grocery shopping easier. You can shop directly in the app to order delivery or curbside pickup. If you can't find something, item search it. You also find hundreds of exclusive digital offers and coupons, personalized savings delivered to you instantly. Everyone is looking for ways to save a little bit more money these days. I know I am. So why not be a Schnooks Rewards member and get 2% back on every purchase like I will in the future? So reward yourself. Download the Schnooks Rewards app today and start saving money after groceries. Hollywood Casino. Come play where the rewards and thrills never end. Catch the big game with a cold beer from 99 Hops House. It's your play call with 99 different beers to choose from and great food to fuel your fun. Enjoy live sports entertainment where you're always on the winning team. Hollywood Casino St. Louis. Must be 21. Gambling problem? In Missouri, call 1-888-BETS-OFF or visit 888-BETS-OFF.ORG. You don't have to look far to see how Kuna Food Service has had a hand in preparing your favorite meals. In fact, Kuna is right in your neighborhood. Local restaurants and businesses of all sizes depend on Kuna Food Service for quality products and dedicated service every day. With over 100 years of experience, Kuna has developed trusted connections over the years to farmers and businesses throughout the Midwest to provide local restaurants the freshest ingredients. Kuna is grateful to be honored again by the St. Louis Post-Dispatch as a top place to work. Learn more at KunaFoodService.com. Jimmy's Place is where you need to be to watch all your favorite football teams this season. There are 50 TVs at Jimmy's Place, making it the go-to spot for Thursday night football. Stop by every Saturday for college football all day long and take advantage of the great specials like $15 domestic buckets during all games. Try the new menu with unbeatable lunch specials, happy hour specials, and a shot of the month special. That's Jimmy's Place, open seven days a week from 11 to 1 and located on Dorset and Maryland Heights. See you there. Schneider's True Value is proud to be a member of the True Value family and are here to serve you. Get the expert advice, tools, and equipment you need to get the job done, whether you're a pro or taking on a DIY home improvement project for the first time. Schneider's True Value in St. Peter's is proud to be a full-line sales parts service steel dealership. Come see them today. Ask for Charlie or Jerry and get treated like family with excellent customer service. Find them in Old Town St. Peter's or online at truevalue.com Schneider's. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees, and our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-917-1799. 800-917-1799. 800 That's 800-917-1799. The following content is only available through 590 The Fan. Go. Ooh, baby, wakey, wakey in Kirkwood, Missouri. Touchdown, Illinois! As heard on the 590 The Fan app.
Honored to have you on the program. I'm not looking for negative. We're helping people out. Take it with you everywhere on the 590 The Fan app. Good to hear your voice. <laughs> you hear me? Huh? Get up. I ain't playing around today. Listen now on the 590 The Fan app. Okay. Wait, what'd you just say? Content available only on 590 The Fan. Welcome back to the Hollywood Casino Press Box. Now back to Frank Cusimano on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Welcome back. Hollywood Casino Press Box, all new Five Night of the Fan. Frank Cusimano with Rich Brower, Tom Holly, and Rob Raines. All right, you know, as good a GM and executive as John Mozeliak has been, his free agent signings have really been brutal when you think about it. I mean, Mike Leake, Brett Cecil, Fowler was not great. Holland wasn't good. Andrew Miller wasn't great. It's, it's really been rough. So with that said... The Trey Turner thing seems like it would just be terrific, make it a big three, and when Mason Wynn is ready, you just move him to second base or center field. What type of possibility do you think this really is? Slim to none. Okay. <laughs> Elaborate. Well, I think he's going to want a lot of years, seven, eight, nine, ten-year contract. going to be a lot of money, $30 million plus per year. Not that they don't have the money to afford that if they wanted to, but I think that if you get into a bidding war, they're not going to win. I mean, the Phillies and the Braves, especially the Braves, Lewis Swanson, to me, those are the two most likely landing spots for him outside of L.A. And I just think there's too many trickle-down effects. I mean, okay, would Turner make the Cardinals a better team in 2023? Yeah. But then what happens to everybody else that he displaces? You've got to think Tommy Edmond then becomes the second baseman, probably. What does that mean for Nolan Gorman and his progress? He's still 22 years old. What does that mean for Brendan Donovan? You mentioned Mason Wynn, who's still, okay, a couple years away, but as a shortstop in Springfield this year was terrific and played well in the Arizona Fall League. So I think you don't make any of those decisions in a vacuum, you know, I mean, because they have other people that would be affected by that, that yeah, move. But if you don't do that, you're not as good as the Braves. You're not as good as the Dodgers. You're not as good as the Padres. If you don't bring in a, another you gotta, great you've player. You've got to bring in some help, but I just don't think the shortstop's the position where you need the most help. So where, kind, do you, where do you spend it? I mean, obviously catching. Who, do you, what, who makes the most sense and how do you acquire them, free agency or trade? I think Sean Murphy makes the most sense if you don't, depending on what you have to give up. I also like Alejandro Kirk, but I, it all just depends on what the asking price is. And the asking price is going to be high because they're going to be the best two catchers on the market. Well, what's what's high for us? I mean, Gorman, it, maybe one of the Would you rather give up Gorman or would you rather give up Ed? I wouldn't trade either one of them. But so, you have to get a catcher. You yeah, to, but I'd probably go sign Christian Vasquez and keep my and keep my other guys. And then for the have, and then see what happens down some there. Some more mediocrity at offense behind mm -hmm. the plate. But you got to remember though, catch, the catching offensive is, is an offensive position in the big leagues. Now catching is awful. The, the league average is like two thirty or something. But at least Sean Murphy will hit seventeen or eighteen home yeah, runs. Yeah, I think Vasquez could hit better than the league average. That's what I'm saying. He's also a better defensive catcher. So I mean, to me, and he doesn't cost you any of your players. Uh, I mean, I. I don't know how Vasquez, unless you have another, who's your second move? Because that doesn't make you better. I go, get a, I go get a frontline starting pitcher. A guy who can, can be yeah. start a playoff game for you and can get swing and miss outs. Gart, I'll give you one stat. about I'm working on a piece on Dusty Blake, and this came up in our conversation uh, the other day. Cardinals were last in the major leagues last year in strikeouts once they reached two strikes. Oh. Huh. So they need a, a you know, and his point was, when you get to two strikes, you've got to get a guy that can strike a guy out. Because if they put a ball in play, there's a 30% chance he's going to be on base. So. You mentioned you mentioned Alejandro Kirk. Uh, to me, he's a fascinating guy because he hit third in the lineup for Toronto. And, and they had an awfully good offensive lineup. Yeah. He won the All Silver Slugger Award. As a catcher. Now, he hit 285, which is way above way the above. average of catchers. But just the eye test. He's 5'8 and weighs about 250. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing that this guy is as productive offensively yeah. as he as he is. But yeah. they've got him and they got Jansen. Jansen. the other guy. Yeah. And so they, they can really get rid of one of them. Too. And they got a really and good prospect. prospect they right? got, they're yeah, number, they got number one prospect catchers. as a catcher. So that's why they're going to trade one of them. Yeah. What would you have to give to get him? I don't know. I mean, Toronto, they want a left-handed hitting outfielder. They want pitching help. I mean, you're going to have to I don't. They probably want somebody off the big league roster. I mean, Lars Newbar. You're probably looking at Newbar as being part of that deal. Maybe it, they need pitching help like everybody. Are you saying Edmonds too much, or you wouldn't move? I wouldn't trade Edmonds. But I mean, I mean, you could have Gorman there, and you also you don't have but, a but, short. But I'm playing Edmonds short. Edmund. I'm not signing one of the shortstops. Okay, this is assuming no shortstop. Okay. Yeah. A ironically, 
you said exactly what I've been saying, which is <clears throat> if they say tr sign Trey Turner, which I, I agree, slim to none, he's got to play center field. He, you cannot displace Gorman and... No, I mean, that would be game would go against everything the Cardinals say yeah, that they want to do. And build yeah. from within, give these kids a chance to play, and see what you've got. And I don't think they really saw what you know in Gorman. I don't think they've seen what Dylan Carlson can do yet either. I think he was hurt more last year than we knew about. There, uh, well, what's the package to get Murphy? It's got to be a little bit more. What would he have to give up to get him? I would try to trade Burleson, and I would try to trade maybe some of your pitching young, like a McGreevy, like a... Uh, Woodford would probably be in the deal, in my that's mind. That's enough to get a oh, starting catch. No, I don't think it is, probably, but I mean, that's what I would be willing to trade. I mean, look at, you know, the Cardinals have pulled, I mean, we're talking about Mosaic's track record as far as signing free agents has not been good. His track record with pulling off trades you didn't think he yes. could make is pretty good. Really? So, so to me, it all depends on what the competition is. I mean, what, what's Tampa going to offer them for Murphy? What are, you know, the Cleveland Indians, Guardians, okay. A guy that I think is important. That's what it comes down to. An interesting name is Tyler Glasnow because he is an ace. He's been hurt. Tampa likes to take young players. I would That would be a guy that I would start talking about. And I agree with you on trades, except the one trade we all choke on, which will go down maybe as one of the worst trades in history, is... Marcelo Zuna. I mean, one of the worst yeah, trades. Well, but again, that was that was. I understand it. The circumstances were. I understand, awful. but you know, and at the time, nobody complained. But in hindsight, it has to it's be one trade. of the worst trades. It ever. was a bad trade. But they what, they didn't know what they had. I mean, they knew what they had in Alcantara, I think, but yeah. I don't think they knew what they had in Zach Allen. I no. think that was the so you're back from the Arizona Fall League, where yeah. I think we spoke afterwards, yes. and you think Jordan Walker is the starting right fielder day one. Depending on what other moves that they make over the winter and depending on he has to play well in spring training i mean he has to prove that he's ready to play in spring training i just read an article in the athletic when where uh jim bowden talked about bowden, bowden if i miss bowden bowden um is it mark bowden or jim, the author and jim, jim. bowden there's okay. jim no, bowden and mark bowden <laughs> okay i, I just to confuse the you point mean. the yeah. x-rays gm yeah. yeah or the author of black hawk down okay so anyway he says Jordan Walker will be the center, the right fielder day one. That if he and and so that that mitigates a lot of things. Yeah, and, and the key, I mean, I understand the whole thing about we're having this conversation about the Cardinals needing another bat in the middle of the lineup because of two things: because of Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt being no shows during the two games against the Phillies. If those guys had a, a couple of key hits in those two games, the Cardinals win that series. I don't think we're having this conversation about them needing another. Trey Turner like that. So, I mean, it's, but on paper though, we don't have as many dynamic offensive players no. as the teams I previously mentioned. Correct, you yeah. don't. But you I know, think you have guys who three or four years from now could be those players. Would you guess that Tyler O'Neill's the starting left fielder? I think he's a trade candidate to me, because I think Newbar will be the starting left fielder. If if you, I think you'd have to see what you can get for O'Neill from a, you know maybe Toronto. Likes him, the fact that he's from Canada. I know they want a left-handed guy, but maybe you'll get put him in that deal with Toronto. Hmm. Oakland probably wouldn't because of the money. You've got enough. You've got enough on your current roster to win your division pretty easily. Milwaukee, when you match up our lineup against Milwaukee, yeah, but that shouldn't be the goal. Anymore, no, that's right? not. No, my, yeah. that's my point. But I think but. you beat you beat those teams in the playoffs by pitching with pitching, and yeah. that's to me like the guy. I mean, who knew? You know, we don't know what Jack Flaherty is going to do next year. I mean, you got, you know, there's there's a possibility that he bounces back and shows what he showed three years ago. Uh, there's a kid from Japan named Singa that was a dynamic right-handed pitcher that I think there's going to have some interest in. Um, and last now, I think is another possibility of a guy that I would like to see at the top of the rotation. So I mean, I think to me they've got a lot of different ways they could go. But to me, you keep the guys that you've got. You get an upgraded catcher without, you know, sacrificing everybody in the in, on the major league roster. And you had a starting pitcher, and let's see where we're at. To and my my point is, I think I'd rather have Glassnow and Vasquez for what you're going to give up than get Sean Murphy and then go looking for a pitcher. I mean, that's not saying I'm right. It's a point of view, which and everybody and, have to be, and health is such a big factor in it that you just don't know absolutely. how guys are going to bounce back from injury. And then what starting pitcher is is kind of intriguing? Justin Verlander won't be in St. Louis. I like the the Japanese guy, Singa. Okay. Yeah, but he's talked to a lot of different teams. I think you can get him probably for less money than you could for years. He's be 30 years old in January. So I mean, his track record, his strikeout percentage is, is very good. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think 
And with your uh, with the track stat record about, in Japan, they yeah. have track record coming guys coming back from Japan. And with your stat about the Cardinals not striking anybody out with two strikes, Jose Quintana makes no sense to bring back. I think he's there as a as a backup plan. I don't think he should be your top priority, but I think mm-hmm. and I think he'll probably go somewhere else where he can get you know another two or three year. Contract. Now, what do you think of Stephen Matz though? Isn't he a factor in this? He will probably be. A, yeah, I mean, I, as of now, he's in the rotation because yeah. they signed him to a lot of money. Yeah. So Dakota Hudson's not in the rotation. I would think not at this point, but I also think that they could get. You know, it depends on. I mean, who are their five starter pitchers right now? Assuming assuming everybody's healthy, you got Flaherty, you got Michaelis, you got Montgomery, you got Wainwright, and or Matt, Matt, that's or, five, or and five. Hudson is six. Yeah, assuming assuming everybody's healthy. The, the, as I look at the writing on Quintana, which is different than saying I know, I know. They say he'll his, he'll get fourteen million dollars for mm-hmm. two, fourteen million dollars a year for two years. His value this year was fourteen million. He made two, mm-hmm. so they're they're not going to pay him. They're not going to give him a twenty eight million dollar contract. Because he's not. I, to me, to me, to get to spend that money, you got to get a guy who's going to be a number one or number two. They've got a bunch of guys who are three, four, five. You know, we've got to get guys who can be at the top of that rotation. Good stuff. Rob Rain's with us. Tom Holly, Rich Carr. We'll take a short time out. We'll be right back after this. Make sure that you guys are participating with the show by texting us at 855-282-8255. You guys have been doing a fantastic job throughout the show, probably. This is very live. And that press box listener line is brought to you by Maryville University. Find out more information about this outstanding university in town and country by visiting maryville.edu. Maryville University offers more than 30 degrees online, which does include bachelor degrees, with no entrance exams and no application fees. They've been empowering students for nearly 150 years, so they know that there's no time like the present to focus on your future. And Maryville makes it so that you can learn your way with streamlined programs and a dynamic curriculum, academics, athletics, admissions, and more. Learn everything you need to know about Maryville University at maryville.edu. And that Hollywood Casino Amphitheater Ross here is going to be filling up for the 2023 season. Make sure you guys are going to HollywoodCasinoStLouis.com. Click on the Entertainment tab. They're going to have a little subcategory for the amphitheater. That'll take you to their homepage. They're going to have some imaging at the top, so you got to scroll down just a little bit. And that is where the roster is going to be filling up. Make sure you're checking this periodically, by the way, too. So when your favorite bands and your favorite artists get added to the roster, you're getting in on this early so you guys can get the best tickets. And when you go, take advantage of the amphitheater shuttle. It gives you no hassle and no traffic. Once you head back to the casino, they got some good food choices for you. How about the Final Cut Steakhouse, 99 Hobbs House, and Charlie Gito's? Sounds good to me. That's Hollywood Casino St. Louis, the title sponsor of the Press Box. This is 590 The Fan. Charlie Marlowe here to tell you about Schnooks Rewards. With Schnooks Rewards, you can earn 2% back on every purchase. It's simple. Shop, earn, redeem. Just show your barcode in the app or use your phone number at checkout. Not only do you get points for money off, you can also shop directly in the app to order delivery or curbside. You schedule Schnooks Delivers. It's effortless. You'll also find hundreds of exclusive digital offers and coupons. It's personalized savings delivered to you in an instant. Download the Schnooks Rewards app and start saving money today. Frustrated with stains, Mark's Appliance is your destination for Maytag laundry pairs built with extra power to take on everyday tough stains. Some stains dissolve best in hot water, others in cold. Now you can fight both with the push of a button. Select Maytag washers feature the extra power button to boost stain-fighting performance with a dual-temperature wash. Stop in today and shop select Maytag laundry pairs that deliver extra power from start to finish. Mark's Appliance in Edwardsville at 1507 Troy Road. Call us at 618-656-9600 or shop online at MarksAppliance.com. Every great success story starts with one brave decision. And if you're one of the millions of Americans with college credit but no degree, one brave decision is all that stands between you and the future you want. At Maryville University, we know returning to college takes courage. But your decision isn't really about going back to school. It's about moving forward. And we'll be with you every step of the way. Let's be brave together. Learn more now at online.maryville.edu. You're listening to 590 The Fan, KFNS Wood River, St. Louis, a Zobris media station. The home of your neighborhood snook store. Welcome back to the Hollywood Casino Press Box. Now back to Frank Cusimano on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. All right, welcome back. 
Rich Grower, Tom Holly, Rob Rains with us. Hollywood Casino Press Box and the all-new Five Night at the Pan. Demetrius Johnson's going to join us at 1120. Um, so, Tom, interesting article that has come out in the Washington Post by Moranis. David Marinus and Sally Jenkins. Interesting enough, I've read two of their, several of Marinus's books. He wrote the, the Vince Lombardi biography, which I thought was fantastic. He just did one on Jim Thorpe. Sally Jenkins wrote one on the, everybody's, I think, well, it's not, Sally Jenkins, by the way, is Dan Jenkins' daughter. Did you know that? I did not. Yes, Dan Jenkins' wow. daughter, so certainly a long journalistic history. She wrote a book on the Indian schools, uh, and one of the incidents yes. that I remember in, the, in talking about how they displaced the culture of Indians mm -hmm. moving back east. They she tells the, you can get this picture. The benevolent white people came into these Indian reservations and the chief would go around and point out six to eight year old boys they are just gonna take out of that culture and move them east, quote, for their benefit. Think about your own children. And the mother's reaction to tell you that I'm going to take, I have two grandsons, four and eight, to tell Kate, by the way, they're going to be put on a train and sent to Carlisle, Pennsylvania next week. Anyway, they wrote an, in, there's, they were working on an article on black coaches in the NFL and the seemingly, the disparity around their ability to be hired. In researching that article, they found a, a picture of Jerry Jones mm -hmm. On the steps of, I think it was North Little Rock High School, wasn't yes, that where that happened? Right, right. He's in the crowd as they are trying to integrate the school. He, to his credit, he was willing to be interviewed about that. Mm -hmm. And the article is a long and very interesting subject on integration in the National Football League. How long it's taken to get these black coaches into place. And a sentiment about the disparity and, and I there's a word that is a very uh, trigger word for people privilege I realize privilege is a hard word yeah. and people don't want to talk about privilege let's replace it for the sake of toning down the conversation with opportunity so the context is do black coaches have the same opportunity as white coaches um, that is the gist of the article. Jerry Jones is pretty forthright in looking at his own history where he has, he is such a spokesman for the National Football League. He was willing to, to draft Michael Sam, which the Rams did ahead of him. As soon as Michael Sam was cut, he put him on the Cowboys roster. He couldn't play. So the question is around the issue of race in the National Football League. And all I can say, it's an incredibly comprehensive and interesting story. And I'll throw that open for discussion. Yeah, and also, th this too is that at uh, age 14, should he be judged on something this far away, this far from that? And he says that he was there, but he wasn't there to block the black kid. And I don't metric. think this article was a con condemnation of Jerry Jones. That was not the agenda. It was an ironic to see that picture in there, given his place in this context. That's all. It was. It was not condemning Jerry Jones. That was not the. But I think, and in, in, in one sense, I took it like they were. I don't want to use the word praising him, but complimenting him from the fact that at least he wanted to talk about this. Yeah. He was going to be open enough to talk about it, whereas other people remained silent. And I think at the time, the president, Eisenhower, had federal troops come there Correct. to allow the nine African-American students to, to enter, too. So. Well, it's just, it, it, it certainly is, a, a once again, a trigger issue in coaching. And it is, a, a, you know, and, and then it gets down to if you're the owner, I want to. I, I don't care about a larger context. I'm trying to hire who I believe is the best. Now, when that when that produces 90% of the coaches being white, then you say, well, am, is that the case? When you know a lot of young white coaches are being hired and over black longtime assistant coaches. And, I, and I, don't hear me say that I have a point of view on this. I'm just saying it was a very interesting article and an amazing piece of research by two great journalists. And Jones has hired nothing but white coaches in his right. tenure as the- Tom, you mentioned something about Native Americans uh, 
the turn of the century being shipped up east to try to Americanize them. Um, I spent a week on an Indian reservation in Wyoming. Uh, this was some years back. And it was the most eye-opening experience that, I, that I've ever had. I would never go back again. It was very depressing to me. Um, Native Americans love basketball. And oh, really? it, it is their most popular sport. So I was brought down there to teach, you know, the Native Americans on this reservation basketball, to run basketball camps wow. for them. Uh, it, it, it was depressing because I could sense the animosity toward white Americans trying to Americanize the Indians, which they did at the turn of the century. Uh, they're the ones, we're the ones who put them on the reservations. We're the ones who created that whole system. Um, you know, it, again, it was very depressing to me to be on the reservation because I could sense all of this that you just talked about. Well, when you when you particularize it and and put your own names and faces into that experience, it's just it's frightening. And so it's not a it's not a great insight that the Amer Native Americans have been treated badly by our government and culture. Yeah. It's not a great insight. And the only connection is that these two authors who are very prolific have written books on that subject. All right, uh, let's hit another topic. Interest level, World Cup, any uh, takeaways? Mm -hmm. We've seen the United States play two games, a lot of people watching, but there's been one goal to show for it. Now, soccer appears to say it's just been great soccer. The United States dominated England. Other people who are not into it think, boy, that's a long time to watch soccer and see one goal by the United States. The game yesterday, I thought, was tremendous. The, you watched a non-United non States game? World yeah, really? I do. Instead of the NFL? Yeah, well, I, mm -hmm. NFL, the Billikens, soccer, they were all on at the same time, so I was kind of flipping back and forth. But that Spain-Germany game was, you know, there were a lot, there were more, I wouldn't say a lot, but there were more scoring opportunities in that game uh, than, than the others. And I just thought it was a great game. And I, if, if Germany doesn't make the... Uh, uh, knockout round, I wonder what's going to happen. I mean, there were riots in Belgium and the Netherlands when they lost to Morocco 2 nothing. Uh, this Iran-U.S. game is going to be... Crazy. Yeah, crazy and politically charged. Yes. Uh, put, the, put that German game in context. That is a one of the favorites. They lose yes. to Saudi Arabia. Right. They're time. behind by a goal to Spain, and they, if they don't score, they're out. And yeah. it doesn't look like they're going to score, <laughs> except... They do score, and then they move the play forward pretty dramatically. I think the games are fascinating, and, and I, I watch teams. There's so much emotionally at stake. That's what I find very interesting. When you when Saudi Arabia, who believe me, I'm not rooting for. Half, when I say half the country, that's ridiculous. But the charter planes flying into Doha from Saudi Arabia for that game were unbelievable. And by the way. There were not very many women in the Saudi Arabian crowd, in case you haven't yeah. noticed. <laughs> well, you know, here, here's, a, here's a thing that I noticed in, the, in this game, and I contrast it with college basketball, the way it's played. In the Germany game, on one corner kick, and I believe it was Germany's corner kick, you know how the players line up in a straight line, you know, and they defend? Yeah. There was a rear screen set on the last guy, like last pick. defender, yes, yeah. and the and the and the corner kicks. The, the the purpose was the play was kick the corner kick long, mm -hmm. screen the guy that's guarding. I forget the guy's name and let him head the ball in. Wow! Now I watched this North Carolina against Alabama five overtimes. I did not see one screen nope. <laughs> in any of the overtimes, and I saw a screen in soccer and basketball is where you should see. Yeah, it. no, I think it's fascinating and. And once again, there is so much emotionally at stake. It, I think it's palpable watching the games. And with that said, as interesting as that is, we have a Thanksgiving Day football game, the Giants and Cowboys, which is the most watched NFL regular season game ever. 42 million viewers. And I was one of them. I can't get enough of the league. I mean, Monique, so much to her dismay, we put up a second TV in the room, and there are two games on at all times on Sundays. It's it's the it's the best league there is. I have the NFL ticket, and I don't watch one game. Really, Rob? How about your interest in soccer? NFL, both. Or NFL? I have very little. In both? Yeah. I mean, I watched part of the Chiefs game yesterday because I was home and 
available. It was on, but I just, well, especially since the Rams left, I just, I just really don't have. I watch the playoff games in the Super Bowl, but I just during the regular season, I just really don't have any any interest. I've got other stuff I'd rather do. Speaking of the Rams, and I know Frank, this is dear to your heart. Yes. Have you ever seen a come downance from a team that won a Super Bowl? To the following year being as bad as the Rams are. Now, granted, there's a lot of factors. Cooper Cup's yeah. out. Stafford's out. But still. And not I'm only sure. that, but no hope. No I hope. I mean, no hope. Because Stafford's body may just be broken. You know, he like may it. be Andrew Luck part two. And they have no draft choices. And they're spent against the cap. There's like no hope. There's no light at the end of that time. Well, even well, though they have a great coach. And you're Why? happy with that. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> Rich, you finally answered the question that nobody has been able to answer my whole life. What's that? What's the opposite of come up and <laughs> I guess it's come down and <laughs> Thank you. Finally, finally. <laughs> All right, here's a good question from a um, Mizzou and a Rams, um, well, a Mizzou fan and a Cronky hater. Here's a question. <laughs> Mizzou needs a billion-dollar booster, obviously, because they're going to lose players. they got to get up NIL-wise. If Stan Kroenke decided to be Mizzou's T. Boone Pickens or Phil Knight, would you forgive him for what he did with the Rams? He says, because my answer is 100% yes, 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 this Mizzou fan. Yes, I would say yes. You would? Oh, yeah. I mean, I... Again, if he could just fund the football and yeah, be our Phil Knight and the basketball, sure. You've answered yeah. the yeah. question that I asked earlier. As long as it's your self-interest, you're <laughs> for it. I don't care what the subject is. All bets are off yeah. when it is in your benefit. You hated the portal when Yuri Collins was leaving. You love the portal when all these guys are going to Missouri. It's it's yeah. it's simple algebra. It's the every every come team up and to come down and every, yeah. every team in baseball hated Barry Bonds except the Giants fans. That's yeah, absolutely. And if he was on your team, you loved it. Loved him. Who's the uh, Kansas Phil Knight? Do they have a guy? Uh, Hank Booth, the guy that you know bought the rules for the Naismith rules for basketball and put them in the in the. Uh, Gymnasium there in the Allen Fieldhouse section. Oh, wait, who oh, bought wow. the rules from the woman in St. Louis? No, but yeah. from his cousin. Well, from from yeah. you know, the cousin who had, who was possession, just from the family. Yeah. So there's a thirty the, for thirty. On, did you see the thirty yeah. for thirty on that one? Yeah. When Booth, David Booth, David actually, Booth actually, okay, his name is betting against somebody from Duke, and. They say we can't, and, and so the bidding. I think they thought they'd pay about a million dollars, and the bidding went over four million. And his wife, who really was pretty disengaged at the start of it, said, "We can't lose to this guy from Duke." <laughs> the rule. It was. It just showed it, how competitive things get out of hand. Well, I remember because we did the story. I think I told this to Joe. Is Naismith's great granddaughter, granddaughter lived like in town and country. They did. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. So we went to the house, and she reenacted what happened. She goes downstairs. And in her basement were some boxes, that's and they were Straub's boxes. And she had no idea. And she opened the things up. She said, oh, my goodness. That's and how we did the book. Yeah, that's where the start of the book came from with, with her and, and uh, Helen Carpenter was her, her name. That's she right. Yeah. Oh, she's still alive. Oh, she's not. She passed away a couple okay. years ago. But I think, you know, that her mother was Naismith's daughter and was the executor of his estate when he when he passed away. And they had collected all these just boxes of of. The original basketball rules. All, all that kind of stuff. Well, they didn't have the original rules. That was the cousin had those, but but they had all the other items and things like that. And it all started. Well, they didn't know what they had, but somebody after her mother died, they moved all of her things into their house. And somebody in the family wanted to find this an old picture that they knew they had somewhere. And so they started going through everything and to find that picture and saw what they had and ended up yeah putting it all. And she all made how much money of, from those boxes? It was over a million. Yeah, hmm. they auctioned everything for over a million dollars. That's crazy. And that's, that's where all the research came for the book that we wrote a few years ago. Awesome. Men, we appreciate you coming in. Thanks so much. We'll see you Thanks. soon. Thank you, Frank. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, we'll talk NFL when we come back. DJ at 1125 for Frank at 1140.